0: Everyone. Welcome, Carlos Tate, Welcome to another episode of Tolkien Takeaway. I am your host, Vassilius Asimakos, recording from Chatsworth, California. That's right, I have moved, I have moved into a new dwelling. Um, I'm still figuring out the best space to record the podcast, so the uh, audio quality might be a little different um, as, I, as I try and figure things out, as I try and figure out the best plan. Uh, still working out the kinks over here. Um, We've reached episode 29, episode 29 of Tolkien Takeaway, this episode entitled Home is Where the Hearth Is. This episode on the podcast, my new and future home. But first, the news from Numenor. A fossil of a newly discovered ancient reptile has been named for a Lord of the Rings character. These fossils were discovered in Brazil, and they were of a large predatory reptile that had a long neck and long legs. But because of its long legs, it was named Elisaurus, after Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, of course. Um, another name of Aragorn after he became king was Elisar Telcontar, which means in, in 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 Quenya, Elf Stone Strider. Elisar uh, means Elf Stone, and Telcontar means Strider. So why didn't they just name it Telcantaris that literally means strider? Um, it's probably because Elisar blends better with the suffix the Greek scientific name for uh, a genus of reptiles. Like maybe Elasorus is a little sounds a little bit smoother. I'm not quite sure about that, but that's probably why. Um, A new motorcycle designed by the motorcycle customizing company Panache was also named after a Tolkien character. Everybody's just getting in on the Tolkien dedications these days, it seems. This is the Yamaha Smaug. This is from uh, RobReport.com. The French-based workshop spent 550 painstaking hours to turn a 1977 Yamaha XS360 into a remarkable new design. The bike was first stripped back to the basics and shed some 57 pounds after her frame, swing arm, scabbards, rims, stand, and electronics box were all sanded down. Then Smaug was treated to a full mechanical rebuild and received a bunch of upgrades to improve performance, including double front brake rotors, YSS progressive fork springs, Hagon adjustable rear shocks, and Mikuni carburetors that give her plenty of growl. On top of that, the engine was completely restored. I have no idea what I just read, but for those of you with minds of metal and wheels, there you go, the Yamaha Smaug. Also, we have a new review on iTunes. How exciting, right? Um, this one is entitled, uh, A Delightful Discovery. I have, oh, and this is from uh, user Blissful Harpist. Due to the fact that we have been sheltering in place, I have been sneaking, seeking things that spark my interest. I stumbled upon this podcast and was hooked from the beginning. Thank you so much for bringing some sanity in the midst of this insanity, which is the current situation in the world. We, of course, shall prevail. In the meantime, I rejoice having found this wonderful podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much, Blissful Harpist. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for writing in and giving me a nice review and a nice rating. Um, I give all the credit to the professor, honestly. It's it's part of why it's a big part, actually, of why I love him and his work so much. His work is is so uh, incredibly hopeful, and it encourages us. And is very useful during uh, dark, strange times like the times that we are going through right now with the virus. Um, and uh, I'm so glad you're on board. And don't be afraid to write in if you like. And I, I hope you continue to enjoy the podcast. Thank you again so, so much. That's awesome. Um, the Tolkien Society Awards were announced on April 18th. This is from their website. This is from the Tolkien Society website. The Tolkien Society Awards recognize excellence in the fields of Tolkien scholarship and fandom. Two of the awards, uh, and that's it, end of the quote, that's what the Tolkien Society Awards are. They recognize excellence in the fields of Tolkien scholarship and fandom. And two of the awards stood out to me. Um, My friend Sean and Alan, of course, at the Prancing Pony podcast won best online content. Um, So uh, a, a big hearty congratulations to them. Uh, big here, here uh, to that decision. I raise my pint to you, uh, sirs, and um, so that's great. So, congratulations to them. Uh, very well deserved. They've got awesome, awesome uh, online content. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful Tolkien podcast, um, and also an artist I really love, Yenny uh, Dolphin also won that she won a uh, best artwork and i really i really love her stuff so i'll share the page um in the show notes announcing all the winners um and so you can check out all of all of their work uh, all of the work that won as well as the works of the other nominees which is actually pretty pretty uh, incredible too great stuff great great stuff um there's a lot of rumors there are a lot of rumors floating around whether uh tolkien author remember remember um I announced a few months back, well, I didn't announce it. I just shared the announcement that, um, to- that there's a Tolkien author, the, the Tolkien consultant on the new Amazon Lord of the Rings TV show was going to be Tom Shippey, um, who, wrote, who is a, a very well-known uh, Tolkien author. Um, and uh, the rumor is now that he's no longer part of the Amazon Lord of the Rings show. Um, there's also there are, there are also other rumors floating around that the whole creative team um, of the Amazon show is being replaced um, I'm not sure if this is true uh, This is These are unsubstantiated facts uh, Unsubstantiated rumors um, So I'm going to wait for some more solid Some solid news Some solid facts Before I, I share anything here There's no need to get excited or anxious just yet um, These are just kind of news That are floating around the ether So we'll see We'll see if they're actually true or not, and uh, once we do, once we do find out if they're true or not, then I'll be, I'll 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 share my thoughts. But before then, I don't think there's there's much uh, much use talking about these rumors. Um, I'll pause here to do a few plugs. Uh, please like the podcast on Facebook, uh, Tolkien Takeaway. Just just uh, type that in in the search bar on facebook it'll pop right up follow the podcast on twitter at tolkien takeaway subscribe to the podcast on soundcloud apple podcasts and now on spotify that's right if you're if you're a spotify person like myself use spotify like myself like i do uh just search tolkien takeaway and the podcast will come right up on spotify so we're on spotify now. and so please follow the podcast on spotify and just just hit play and listen to it there if you like um, please give me a nice rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast. Really helps p- other people uh, come to the podcast, and they'll be able to hopefully enjoy enjoy what I have to offer here at Tolkien Takeaway. And please leave me a review on um, on uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, as well. Uh please email me at tolkientakeaway at gmail.com. I would love to, to uh, talk some tolkien with you and, and who knows your email email might get on the podcast. It uh, i love I love uh, talking Tolkien with people. And uh, having said all that, let's head down to the hobbit hole, shall we? <laughs> So today's Hobbit hole quote is is a pretty famous one. Uh it's it's the ending of Return of the King from the chapter entitled The Grey Havens. So this is right after Sam, Merry and Pippin um they go down to the Grey Havens and they say goodbye to Frodo uh who sails off into the west and um this is right after that. This is right after that. At last they rode over the Downs and took the East Road and then Merry and Pippin rode on to Buckland and already they were singing again as they went. But Sam turned to buy water, and so came back up the hill, as day was ending once more. And he went on, and there was a yellow light, and fire within, and the evening meal was ready, and he was expected. And Rose drew him in, and set him in his chair, and put little Eleanor upon his lap. He drew a deep breath. "'Well, I'm back,' he said." So why this passage, you may be asking? Why, Vasilius? Why this passage? Well, I've got some news for everyone. Melinda and I are, God willing, expecting our own little halfling, a girl, in a couple months. And uh, she will not be named Eleanor. Um, I'm not going to divulge her name just yet, but, but that's it. That's the big news is Melinda and I are expecting our own little girl in, in a couple months. And we also, also just moved. So for the past year, my wife and I uh, have been living with a great friend of ours, and it was very fun. But for the first time, after a year of marriage, we have got our own place. We moved into our own place, and uh, it's our own home. And I'll talk more about that. So uh, we've only been here a week, but I, I, I already I can feel the difference. It just I, when I wake up in the morning and I, I get out of bed and I shuffle into the living room and I look around. It just feels right. And that's the best word that I can that I can use. Uh, it just feels right and in, in a more full way. It feels like home in a more full way than it, than it ever than I've ever felt before. And so this passage, this passage hits me pretty hard because this passage in Return of the King, because it talks about it talks about this idea of home. It addresses this idea of home. It has to do with that. And of course, to Hobbit's home is paramount. Um, in the Hobbit, uh, the book, The Hobbit, Bilbo keeps talking about how much he misses home. That's like a famous running gag, a famous, uh, a well-known motif. Is that Bilbo is always wishing that he is back home. And the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings, uh, as well, no matter how incredible the experiences, the, the, how incredible the experiences that they have are, or how incredible the locales that they visit are. They always want to go home. Um, they, 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 they do in the end just want to get back home. Um, notice that they all, they all go back home. Mary and Pippin and Sam and Frodo, they all go back home, and it's it's because it's because part of what hobbits represent is the is that warm, quiet, domestic part of ourselves. And notice that in this passage that I just read, there is a fire burning. Um, the home is literally a warm place. You know, it's a warm place. And that, uh, I believe, symbolizes the, the inner warmth as well. Um, so so we, don't, we don't have a literal hearth. We don't have a literal fire in, in our new apartment. But, but someday soon, someday soon, um, when I uh, am getting back from work, and Melinda is waiting for me here uh, in this place, in this exact place with our little nugget and, and puts her on my lap it is going to be a full it's going to be a full manifestation of the feeling that I just described um, I'm going to feel that so, so fully um, that emotional that emotional and and, um, and spiritual uh, warmth that's that's stoked by the full feeling of, of home, of what home is. So for me now, this passage resonates um, because I'm beginning to understand that true feeling of, of home. And it also uh, works to serve as a preview, uh, of, as a sneak peek of coming attractions, of the fullness of, of what home will mean uh, in a few months' time. So that's all I have uh, for everyone today. Special thanks to Melinda Asimakos for her support and letting me bounce ideas off of her. And special thanks to God for all things. That's all for now, boys and girls. Namaste.